I'd like to take a moment to let you all know about a new nonprofit organization started by my brother Craig. It's called Treats and Truth. They fill oversized brown lunch bags with snack items, chips, crackers, popcorn, cookies, etc. Also, a bottle of water, toothbrush, toothpaste, sanitary wipes, and most importantly, a small gospel tract book of John. No cigar? I'll have to talk to him about that. The bags are then hand-delivered to the homeless and people in need in and around the Los Angeles area. Let's help get this ministry off the ground. They're a 501c3 tax-exempt organization, so any and all donations are tax-deductible and greatly appreciated. Visit their website at treatsandtruth.org. Check out the show notes for the link. Also, please follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you. Welcome to episode 114 of the Burning Bush Podcast, where we share the message of the Bible while enjoying a good cigar. Hope you're doing well, and I'm glad you've joined me. Today, we're reading the New Testament book of Matthew, chapter 15, with commentary from the notes in the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible, and I'm smoking the H. Upman A.J. Fernandez in the Toro 6x54 Vitola. So let's go over to the uh, Altidus website, who handles the H. Upman cigars, and see what they have to say. A.J. Fernandez's uncompromising commitment to quality has been fully realized with the H. Upman A.J. Fernandez. Coming from a storied line of Cuban cigar makers, A.J. Fernandez combines old-world technique with his own unique perspective at his factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, which has produced some of the most exciting blends of the past decade. This timeless brand is appealing to a new generation of smokers with the robust, distinctly flavored cigar. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, Corojo 99 binder, and Criollo 98 and Pilito Cubano filler, the cigar could be, the, could be best be described as medium to full-bodied with a sweet, balanced taste profile, and notes of almond. And the wrapper is Ecuadorian Sumatra, binder Corojo 99, and fillers are Dominican and Nicaraguan. And the Vitolas are Toro, 6x54, Robusto, 5x52, Toro Tube, 6x54, Churchill, 7x54, and the Bellicoso, Six and an eighth by 52. That is the H. Upman A.J. Fernandez. So let's go ahead and get back into this week's reading of the book of Matthew, chapter 15. I'm reading from the English Standard Version, the ESV. And verse 1 reads, The Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? 
for they do not wash their hands when they eat. Spurgeon comments on verse 2, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders, for they do not wash their hands when they eat? A good man is often held responsible for the actions of his followers. If Christ's enemies cannot find fault with him, they will find fault with his disciples, who must have been men of admirable character, when even scribes and Pharisees had no worse charge to bring than complaints about the lack of hand-washing. The Savior must truly have been gentle to bear with such people as these. Jesus was healing the sick, curing the lepers, and feeding the hungry. But these religious leaders were talking about hand-washing. This is common among religious people who tend to occupy their time with nothing of vital importance at all. Back to Matthew, verse 3. He answered them, And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God commanded, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, If anyone tells his father or his mother, What you would have gained from me is given to God, he need not honor his father. So for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God. And Spurgeon comments on verse 6, In this way you have nullified the word of God because of your tradition. The Jewish leaders actually taught that a person might escape the happy duty of caring for his father and mother, surely the first duty of a child, by saying, I have dedicated so much of my goods to the temple and the worship of God that I cannot afford it. There are not many these days that talk that way. They generally cannot afford to dedicate anything to the temple because they are keeping their father and mother. But in both situations, people will seek to escape from moral or religious duty. Now God loves not that we should bring one duty to him smeared with the blood of another, and for someone to give his money to the temple that he ought to have given to his father and mother was a violation of the strict law of God and could not possibly be acceptable to him. Thus, their traditions voided God's word. Back to Matthew, verse 7. You hypocrites! Well did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. And he called the people to him and said to them, Hear and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of his mouth. This defiles a person. Then the disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be rooted up. Let them alone. They are blind guides. And if the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain the parable to us. And he said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, 
and this defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And Spurgeon comments on verses 26 and 27. He answered, It isn't right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Taking the case of the woman as a whole, I think it must have been her pertinacity, her firmness, that surprised the Lord. Others are easily put off, but she would not be put off. Others need encouragement, but she encouraged herself. When the door is shut in her face, She only knocks at it. And when Christ calls her dog, she only picks up what Christ has said, as a good dog will pick up his master's stick and brings it right to his feet. There was no baffling her. If all the devils in hell had been about the business, not merely that terrible one that possessed her daughter, she would have beaten them all, for she had such faith. Such dogged faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that she could even get comfort out of being called a dog. She had such resolute faith that she must have what she sought, and she would not go away without it. If she does not succeed at first, she will battle on until she does win the victory. Back to Matthew, verse 28. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. Jesus went on from there and walked beside the Sea of Galilee, and he went up on the mountain and sat down there. And great crowds came to him, bringing with them the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others. And they put them at his feet, and he healed them so that the crowd wondered when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled healthy, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. Then Jesus called his disciples and said to him, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat, and I am unwilling to send them away hungry, lest they faint on the way. And the disciples said to him, Where are we to get enough bread in such a desolate place to feed so great a crowd? And Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven, and a few small fish. And directing the crowd to sit down on the ground, he took the seven loaves and the fish, 
and having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up seven baskets full of the broken pieces left over. Those who ate were four thousand men, besides women and children. And after sending away the crowds, he got into the boat and went to the region of Magadan. And that's the end of today's reading in the book of Matthew. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible, as well as today's cigar. Also, Groundworks Ministries for daily Bible studies and devotionals. Treats and Truth Ministry, where you can get involved in helping to spread the gospel to and be a blessing to the homeless. And the Burning Bush Merchandise Store, where you can pick up some items to help spread the word about the show. And if you know anyone who needs to hear this, please let them know about the podcast and help share the message of the Bible, the hope we have in Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to contact me, you can email me at steve at theburningbushpodcast.com, which is linked in the show notes as well. So until next time, have a great day, have a great cigar, and God bless. God bless.